Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. To Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV. Good to be with you. Thanks for being with us on this holiday. If you got the day off, good for you. Good for you. Just hanging out, doing whatever you want. Not us, no. We're here. On Twitter, it's at J Cameron Show. Appreciate you. As I said earlier, if you missed any of my conversation there with Andy Staples uh, from last hour, you go find that. Uh, you know, go to go to go to YouTube. Type it in. You'll see it. It'll it'll come up. Uh, carrying on the conversation we were just having, Tom, you didn't, you didn't get a chance to weigh in, but I'm laughing now because I think we're moving ever closer to a place where um, it will just be seen as, oh, of course they did what they were supposed to do. Yeah, everybody could have seen that that was the right thing. And I want many in our fan base to say, no, oh, oh, no, 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 no. We were all skewered at one time or another for believing, for having the audacity to believe that Florida State should act on their own uh, and make sure that they secure a place at the uh, at the money table because it appears that the league that they're in isn't going to, and now is the time. Don't wait. We think the writing's on the wall. We can see it's weekly led, and we know what the SEC's doing. We know what the Big Ten's doing. That was pushed back upon. It, it was very, very similar to when we had the conversations um, when it was, you know, Florida State losing football games and maybe it was time to make a change with Coach Bowd. People, oh, what are you doing? And then they'd make fun of us. And I always bring this point up, that whenever you act on your own behalf as a program to to fight for what's going to be, be- what's best for you or t- your best interest long term, it's always met with skepticism. It's always met with pushback, especially if you're the first. Um, but it's also always the right thing, and you can gladly extend your middle fingers when they come around to the idea of what you already knew to be true. Yeah, agreed on all fronts. I think, you know, when this is all said and done, I know that maybe some uh, some players in this game are legacy hunting, you know, to get Florida State to a different position. But I don't when care. this is all said and done, I don't either, and this is something to be proud of. You know, that watch 
what Clemson's done. See what North Carolina has done. Nothing. These are cowards. They're cowards compared to Florida State. They're letting us. You're leaving us in the trenches, taking the grenades, John. That's uh, an old wedding crashers line. That's mm-hmm. exactly what we're doing. And But we know that if, if nobody else is going to do it, then we have the stones to do what's happening right now in multiple court settings in multiple states. And if and when it's over, and if and when we're in the power two, and other schools follow suit like cowardly North Carolina and yellow-bellied Clemson, then we should be proud of that. That's going to be a moment where Florida State fans can get together and say, we did this. Not only did we succeed with no tradition where Florida had 50 years of tradition in this state. You know, they wanted uh, they wanted the best athletes from Florida State. You a quick history lesson. They wanted the best athletes from Tallahassee to go down to Gainesville and play sports for them. And we said, no, we're going co-ed. So we had the stones to do that. In the 70s, we rose from nothing to prominence, thanks to Bobby Bowden. This is another in the chapter. We don't have endowments the way that Florida does, the way that LSU or Alabama does. We've always batted above our weight class. We've always fought above our and punched above our weight class. This would be the next thing in that line of a, of a legacy that we can be proud of if and when it's all said and done. But there's still a couple of hurdles to clear. Yeah, but it's moving in the direction that we thought it would. And I, and I think that's the other part of this is that you kind of sensed that this was inevitable. And, you know, you did hear people bring up the term ironclad a lot. And, of course, you know, Ira, Ira made me laugh. He'll be joining me later this hour. But, you know, he, he kept pointing out, notice how they're not referencing the grant of rights as ironclad as frequently as they once did. Once they came around to the idea that uh, it probably was overly penal and you began to hear attorneys say as much that ah, this is far exceeding what would be a rational judgment. And also remember that uh, you referenced it briefly, but the, the host in Alabama that is carrying water for the SEC mm-hmm. has taken all sides of the Florida State argument as we sit Every here Every one of them, depending on what he was told to say in that given month or week. Florida State, remember, in August of last year was a perfect fit. Quote, unquote. I think they're a natural fit. They're a perfect fit. So uh, these talking heads don't matter. This is where we were saying in December when it seemed really, you know, doom and gloom and we were worrying about opt-outs and what was coming next. And I'm not a big fan of isolationism as a general policy, but for Florida State fans, like this is still a good time to be an isolationist until we come out the other side. There's just so much change. I think Doak is a perfect analogy for what's going on with the program right now, what's going on with our existence as an athletic program, what the ACC is going through. It's like major change is coming in so many ways for us in the next four to five years on every level. So those, you had an example of what can happen if you trust in the benevolence or the goodwill or the greater good of a conference or the sport. You had an example of how that naivete could cost you your job, could cost you your money, could cost you your seat at the table. The Pac-12 has got two teams in it now. And they had offers several times over. One was from ESPN for $30 million per, and they said no. They thought they could do better. They were going to negotiate a different deal. Then they went to Apple. Remember that? They were going to try to make a deal with Apple. And I think it was the athletic director at Utah who said, no, no, we're worth way more than they're willing to pay. That's ridiculous. We're not going to do it. Real quick, they were going to pay them per view or something along those lines. Like Apple's like, we're not committing dollars. Right. We'll pay it based upon how many views you generate, how many subscriptions you sell. So they were turning into a subscription business. Right. And no, that's not going to work, man. But when they were offered the $30 million by ESPN, if you had had good leadership, 
at the conference level, right, they would have recognized what their value was and said, okay, we need to come back with something more than 30. We think we can get more than 30, but ESPN had already offered 30. So if you come back with 32 to 35, you got a deal. They're going to do it. But they said no. And nobody could wrangle the presidents and the athletic directors of that conference and get consensus, which is what a commissioner has to do. And he couldn't, and he failed, and he's out of a job. And that's the last two Pac-12 commissioners are now out of a job because they could not create consensus. They could not get people to agree, and now they don't exist. Not really. And so in the midst of all of that, USC and UCLA and Oregon and Washington and everybody else went peace. This is falling to pieces around us. We've got to do what we've got to do. They're all doing, and they all did, um, the same thing. You know, FSU just recognized it pretty I, – I, I would even say, some would argue, late, but they finally did recognize, look, we're about to get screwed here. This is going to turn ugly in a hurry. And by the way, I'm not getting a good feeling about this Jim character. He seems to think that uh, everybody's going to do what's right for college football, despite overwhelming evidence that those in your own region are not going to do what's right for college football. They're going to do what's right for them. You're going to get passed over, Jim. And we finally went, okay, well, this is, yeah, we said something. They went, oh, this is reprehensible. We're not doing that. Okay, we're out. Yeah, you saw that uh, they're, they're sticking to their old playbook, too. Uh, did you see the release last week? I think it was maybe two weeks ago, where they announced uh, future sites for their conference championships. They're all in North Carolina. They're playing the same tunes, man. They're all in North Carolina. They're all in North Carolina. I cracked up laughing. I went, okay, really? I hope we printed that up in the athletic department in Moore Center and then use it as toilet paper. Because it's, I mean, think about that. Like, this is a large conference. I mean, if you're talking about geography, it spans really cool cities. Like, you could do some stuff in Boston. It's, I know Boston College is worthless, but at least make something out of it. Let's go to the city and have a good time. (laughs) All of them in North Carolina. These fools, man, cannot wait. And when it's all said and done, and when Clemson is with us in our future destination, wherever that is, I think the first game we play against Clemson, we should all wear shirts in garnet and gold that say you're welcome. That's what we should wear. should just say you're welcome. Ridiculous. Yeah, I I do think, again, the inevitability of this, um, I – it's, it's easy, I think, for us, rightfully, to say, you cowards. But at the same time, once they realized Florida State was moving forward, I kind of understand why they sat back in the cut. Because they knew that they didn't have to bring a lawsuit. They could just watch whatever happens with Florida State as the blueprint for how to get out. Yes, we led the way as fearless leaders, and we should champion that cause. But if I'm any of those other schools, once it happens, I'd probably do the same thing. All right, well, let them be the guinea pig. If they lose, they're going to owe $575 million, and we'll, we'll know what the deal is. Yeah, it's it's smart if it works, if it all works out for them and they're brought along, and they probably will be. They're valuable assets, especially North Carolina, mm-hmm. which is annoying that despite, you know. Mm. Agreed. It is annoying. It's. I mean, nobody shows up for their games. Their, their current head coach quit when they were facing. Remember that game two years ago, three years ago? We're up there at Chapel Hill. Yeah. Like, weird. That's the guy you want leading that program, this valuable asset? Like, it's just crazy to me. Well, I, I, I think – I don't think they do anymore. I think <laughs> I think they recognize they just had an elite quarterback who's going to go in the top three, and they, they couldn't put together the kinds of seasons they were hoping for. You know, guys, it's amazing, really. It's not just about our, our basketball program, but we're kind of valuable. I don't know how. 
maybe it's our colors. It's kind of the states uh, too, because everybody's migrating to North Carolina. That's one of the fastest. Growing we really haven't done it. We haven't really done a damn thing, and everybody wants us. So it's, it's it's amazing. We might want to try it this football thing pretty soon. Well, all I care about is that we're seeing the signs the telltale signs that things are breaking down in a positive way for florida state and the sooner the better i, I want 2024 to be the final uh you know romp around the acc the, the goodbye tour good times it was real we'll remember it go to hell i hope the rest of you are poor and we're gonna go get rich <laughs> that's, that's how we say it that's that's uh, thanks for the memories on the front of a shirt. Go to hell on the back of the shirt for yeah. the ACC championship game this year. If we make it to Charlotte, there's another one. Thanks yeah. for the memories. Go, go to, to hell. hell. You can have double middle fingers on the back of the shirt on either side of go to hell. There's like one on one on each shoulder. Oh, shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this will be a fun. I said this the other day. I can't wait to go to Charlotte. You know, they made the uh, ACC kickoff now four days we won't be there for four days there'll be no reason to be there for four days four effing days what are we doing oh so we could better cover cal and stanford uh but yeah no the whole thing's weird but luckily florida state goes on the first day so in essence we're going to be there a total of two days we're not we're not you know we're not going to see the back end of all this no the fourth yeah because the fourth day is clemson i think miami's also on the fourth day long long gone most important oh. team goes on day one. That's us. That's I it. That's we'll, we'll, all. We'll pop in before day one and leave the morning after. You know, that's it. Yeah, I think day two is is literally the new like the new members of the yeah. conference yeah. and like Boston College. It's some like the next day is ridiculously weak. My only dream is for the the fine folks at SMU, Cal, and Stanford to get to see the smiling face and the slick back hair of my friend at Virginia tech who leads the way in enthusiasm for the ACC buddy. Can't okay, wait. So he, he is there on day two yeah. on Tuesday. So you might want to stay around for that. Yeah. Maybe not, but the, the roster for that day is Cal Pitt, Stanford, Virginia, Virginia tech. Ay, ay, ay. We could stay to give hugs, parting hugs. You know, I always liked you never cared about you. You were always a bum. Loved you. You were always solid, even if your program wasn't. Let's have a beer with so-and-so. He was always a good guy. He knew his place. He, he knew that Boston College didn't matter. <laughs> they were just like, go through all the guys. Shake hands, say goodbye. Uh, Soldiers parting ways. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, I love you. Uh, Triangle Media website. You helped me that one time. I ran out of chargers and ports, and you gave me a port. <laughs> Thanks for that. I appreciate that. It's weird that your Chargers all have skins that look like basketballs on them. That's strange, but you know what? It worked, and it charged my phone, so thank you very much. You're a good guy. Man, I, it, it would be great if our boy was still there at Boston College because we would have gotten him a Danish one last time. We could have raised a glass of good red wine with him and said goodbye. Going to miss you, boys. Going to miss you. Yeah, I, you could totally have broken protocol and, and just brought wine. And poured him some wine, and you know he would have so done it. They, yeah. So why did they kick us out? Who cares? Yeah, we're leaving anyhow. <laughs> All of you can go to hell. Yeah, uh, I it, was leaving anyway. You can't kick me out. I'm leaving. It would have been awesome because I I do think he would have laughed because he knows. I mean, he spent ten minutes talking about wine with me. So I do think that if he had walked up and I went, "Good sir, great to see you this morning. Here you go." You, if we didn't get the uh, the morning interview, we had an afternoon window. 
as he gets there to do like the uh, the big stage, you could have just held up the bottle of wine as he's answering <laughs> questions. Like there's a, a question from Mike from the AP is answering. And <laughs> well, the thing about this year's BC, bro- I see you. I okay. see you, Jeff. The thing about I this, see yeah. you, Jeff. That looks like a bold red. <laughs> one thirty, Steve. I'll see you there. It's you and me, baby. Let's do it up one last time. We got Danish as well to go with the wine. <laughs> it's Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me (laughs) Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips? We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a Beer Giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk buddy Ira Chappelle had the good fortune of seeing over the weekend will join us and we'll uh, catch up with him Florida State lost a basketball game over the weekend shocker uh this one was to Duke and uh I was there got a chance to see Luke Laux it was good to see him and have a quick uh, conversation with him but uh for Florida State um it wasn't to be I, I don't think effort was the issue I you know I thought the effort was just fine uh, but they just keep mounting the losses. So you had a, a sellout crowd there at the TLC double C, or at least it was announced that way. I saw some empty seats, but uh, they were in it. They just don't stop people from making threes, and they don't hit threes on the other end. Sometimes it's that simple, man. I mean, Jared McCain ends up having a career day, and we let a lot of people have career days. 
Uh, I thought offensively, despite the fact that we don't shoot well from beyond the arc, that we actually played pretty well. We were 50% at the half. Um, we, we, you know, we were winning in the paint. Um, but again, you, you cannot allow people to shoot 62% and eight of 10 from three and a half. It's what happened in the first half. And our perimeter defense is often the problem. Um, and again, you double digger, uh, you know, double digit threes are like daggers. Um, you know, when you, when you're just allowing people to continue to, to shoot, from three wide open over and over and over again. It's brutal. Uh, they were 10 of 16 for 30 points. We were 4 of 14 for 12 points from the three-point line uh, in this game. Duke was 14 of 20 from the free-throw line. We were 7 of 11. Um, you know, BC comes to the TLC C for a rematch of the meeting two weeks ago in Chestnut Hill, 7 o'clock tomorrow. It's getting, to, it's getting to be where it just doesn't matter to announce the games, Tom. And they play hard. They do play hard. They do. And Jameer Watkins is a really good player. Um, I, he would have been a player that would have been fun to watch on a team that was a little bit more loaded because uh, I, I like what he does. He's got four straight games where he shot better than 50% from the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's double digits every night. He's, he finds creative ways to score. He's, he's hit the three pretty, pretty decently in recent action. I think he's four of his last – I don't know, six, something along those lines, four of his last seven. Um, but I like watching him. I like watching some of the development of the guys that's going on. Um, but they're just they're just not good enough. I mean, that's it. Sometimes you, you dance around it, but they're just not good enough. And yeah. uh, they're a hell of a lot more likable than the last couple of years teams. But they're, they're just not enough talent. Well, now, not enough talent. what happens now, too, is the greater conversation. It's unfortunate. You, you don't like to have to have it, but you are going to have it. And I think it's happening in circles everywhere right now amongst Florida State faithful and figuring out how – what do you do from here? Um, you know, I will throw this out there very quickly, and I, and I think it's going to be – it's going to play a part in whatever direction the university decides to go. It'll be interesting. I don't know what Ham's thoughts are on this. Um but I, I feel like it's it's at a weird time for Florida State to, to be looking at their next basketball coach because they're in the midst of a, of a lawsuit against the ACC that they're waiting to find out what's going to happen. They're rebuilding their football stadium. They're in the middle of, of doing all that while building a football-only facility. They just re-upped Mike Norvell and gave him more money and longer-term deals, all of those assistants. There's a lot of stuff happening simultaneous. And I wonder, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Ham would be entering his final year of his contract going into next year. And most programs and teams uh, obviously extend a coach if he's only got one year left. Otherwise, you've told everybody exactly what that is. But I frankly think that's the way to do it, is to just let him coach out the last year of his deal and and not extend. And if you have somebody in mind, maybe bring them on board. Um, and, and that's where we're probably, in my opinion, probably where we're headed because I just don't know what you're willing to go out and spend on, on your next basketball coach right now. Well, what are you willing to go out and spend on your next basketball roster? You know, the problem is that it's is very expensive. It's very expensive to build a basketball roster. Like, per player, it's absurd. you got to have when real think, connections, too. Yeah. Yeah, and when you think about the TV dollars that come in, I mean, it's just so out of whack compared to football, the amount of money that a basketball roster would get in terms of NIL. And that's a tough thing. It's like, 
you know, I wish Leonard was five to 10 years younger because he'd see us through to the other side. The best news that's going to happen to FSU basketball in the next five years is when we get into another conference yeah, and there's runoff the money, money mm-hmm. to help all the other sports basketball chief among them. I think a lot of resources, I know a lot of resources have been diverted from basketball to football in recent years Correct. because of need, because of desperate need to get that thing going. And right now that's where the resources need to go. But when we get into a power two, whoever the head coach is here, you've got a real chance to do some damage out of nowhere. It's just right now we're kind of have to we're gonna have to wear it a little bit. Yeah, and I I, I think that's my way of saying like, hey guys, what's gonna end up happening here is that um, if Ham wants to come back next year, I suspect he's going to be allowed to come back. I don't know if he'll retire at the end of this year and say, you know what, I the writing's on the wall. I, I you know I'm gonna go ahead and call it a day. Or if he'd want to coach one more year, my guess is he would want to. Um, but I, I don't, I don't get the sense that there's an appetite to go hardcore at the next big name to bring in to Florida State when we're in the midst of figuring out where the hell we're going to be playing uh, and whether or not we're going to win a lawsuit and how soon we're going to be out of here and we're rebuilding a football stadium. You know, it's just, it's just it's tough. Ira Chaffel joins me now as he's want to do on Mondays. That's always a good thing. How are you, brother? I'm great, Jeff. How you doing? I'm doing great. So you were in attendance yesterday, and you got to sit in the warm, you know, the the, the comfy confines of the press box while your boy was out there with the people down along the first baseline, feeling the cold during baseball. I did. I, you know, I had some empathy. I like I, I I could feel what you were feeling for you, but uh, but no, I was not coming down there. I was going to enjoy the press box. I, I don't always love the press box because I like to get the windows open Correct. and hear the sound, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yesterday I was pretty content to have the windows closed. It's two games, buddy. I know it's just two games, but I think they're probably going to be for a variety of reasons and not because of the lopsided scores over Butler. I think they're going to be a lot better baseball team. I think they've lengthened their lineup. They're bigger and stronger. They've got more in the way of pitching depth. And that's about as good as it could possibly go to start the season, those two games. Everything was pretty much solid as it gets. Yeah, I mean, it was everything you could ask for. Um, But like you said, you know, a lot of times uh, players and teams look different when they play better competition. Sure. uh, We're definitely going to be eager to see what those guys look like. You know, I was talking to somebody who made the comment that they just like the fact that, you know, both starting pitchers really, you know, worked ahead, worked really pounded the strike zone and all that sounds great, which I agree with. Um, but also we've seen in the past where when you, when you face lineups that can do real damage, sometimes pitchers aren't as apt to uh, pound the strikes. And, yeah, yeah. I'm still in a little bit of wait-and-see mode, but, uh, but no, you, you definitely you like what you see uh, from a potential standpoint, and uh, it's exciting. You know, it would be nice to have a, a baseball team, you know, back in, in contention, you know, just to be in the tournament, let alone, you know, on the national stage. Yeah, I think on a weekend like this, to your point, Ira, you just look for stuff. You look at the mentality of a pitcher. You look at what guys who come out of the bullpen, what they bring to the table, what's what their potential might be. You know, that if you throw 96, you throw 96. So, you know, you can get a sense of somebody who's able to run it up there and, and, and how guys respond when they get themselves into a little bit of trouble. Good teams beat bad teams soundly. So, at the very least – this weekend saw one team dominate another team the way that you think they should if they're going to be any good. I know it's a small sample size, but when your two starting pitchers, Leiter and Arnold, go 10 innings combined, two walks, 22 Ks, zero earned runs, you did all right. Yeah, and I think both of those guys got into situations. They didn't have a lot of trouble to deal with, but both those guys got into situations where, you know, maybe got a runner or two runners on, 
and then it was strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they really kind of uh, asserted themselves, which, like you said, is definitely what you want to see. We, you know, I think one of the things they've really lacked in pitching the last few years um, is some of that mental toughness. You know, some of just the just the you know competitiveness um, on the mound, and I think they've really lacked that. Uh, maybe they've had one or two guys each year, but they haven't had it consistently. If they have that, uh, that would be huge. And I think, you know, look, we haven't talked about him really, but Mike Aposey, a local guy who's now the pitching coach, um, you know, you know, I think uh, Cam Leiter really praised him on Friday. And, uh, you know, he's had success where he's been in the past. And, and if, if he just brings that to these guys, I think he'll feel a lot better. Yeah, they got a good leadoff hitter. They got who was good last year before he got hurt. Uh, Damas is a nice player, and I, I, I you sit around and look at uh, some of the pieces. You get excited all the way through. Holbrook was hurt last year. He had a great day yesterday. Obviously, yeah. three for three had the bomb. I felt bad for him. Remember his first hit last year was off the wall, and he ended up hurting his hammy. He was never yeah. right. Um, right. So they have some things like that to go uh, as well. I was just talking about basketball before you joined us. I, well, it's a tough situation. I thought they played hard. They're just not good enough, and they can't defend the three, and they don't make threes. It's a broken record i don't like to belabor the point uh people are going to ask us repeatedly what we think happens at the end of the year i'll ask you i i suspect that if ham wants to come back he will come back for another year for certain conditions that are right now probably not the best to go try to make a move would you agree with that yeah i mean that's kind of where i'm at i mean i just i i don't know that with everything else going on you know whether or not it makes sense to uh, you know, and there's so much else going on. Yeah. Construction and, and obviously the lawsuits and all these other things. And it's, there's a lot of things in flux right now when it comes to trying to hire a basketball coach, if that's the route they go, um, because you have a lot of uncertainty around your athletics program right now. So I don't know that you're in a position of strength um, if you were to go on the open market. So we'd have to see. I mean, I, I think if, if the trains, you know, the, the way I, you know, I've felt really this most of the season was if the wheels came off, Maybe you don't have a choice to make. You have to make a change. Um, that hasn't happened yet. You know, even in these games that they're losing, they're losing to really good teams, and usually they're within a couple of possessions down the stretch. So um, I don't feel like it's like, oh, it's in dire need. Now the people who um, decided last year or two years ago or ten years ago that they wanted <laughs> every loss to them is more proof that a change needs to be made. But I think if you've been watching it, all along, I mean, a lot of people, you know, who who follow it closely, you know, feel like they're not that far off. Um, it's not, certainly not an embarrassment like it was last year. So if you if you wanted to put it off a year, I think you could make that case. Um, but you know, if there's some pressing need, and if you knew there was some amazing young coach out there that you could get this year, but you couldn't get him next year, then maybe that forces you know Michael Alford's hand. I speculated a moment ago, and I could be wrong. Uh, it, it, would Leonard be going into his final year next year of his contract as it currently sits? Do you know? Yeah, well, yeah. That's is, and assuming that he did not get an extension after last season, which I don't think he did. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I believe that. Yeah, I believe he got that one more year on the field. My brother, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Be well. Thanks, Jeff. See you, man. Yeah, Ira Chappelle, WarChant.com. Softball team giving up. 150 runs over the weekend. Good Lord. It Best can't. news for them was that uh, the Tennessee game couldn't be played. Yeah, thank goodness. Inclement weather down on your old stomping grounds, it was ugly. I um, I don't know what to think about that. You know, I'm not, I'm not pretending to be a softball expert. I just assumed with the way that Lonnie has built this 
tremendous program and consistent program that there would be more pitching. You know, you lose Sander Cock, you're like, oh, well, at some point we're going to, you know. But goodness gracious, it's batting practice on these girls. Just batting mm. practice. Yeah, I was uh, a little late to turn on the Georgia game on Saturday. And when I did, there were 15 on the board already. I was like, oh, my God. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is it's a little it's a little troublesome because the lineup is going to be able to hit its way to eight to ten runs against a lot of opponents a lot of opponents i mean that's what the ucla game turned into after we signed off florida state made a rally yeah we lose 14 got, to 12 i think before yeah it got to 12 to 10 i think uh, it, they, yeah. they got it within two because it was 12 5 when we signed off and then and a 20 they, to 10 game against georgia yeah yeah, that, that's, this isn't, I don't know if, you know, there's there's maybe a, a freshman or two that they could turn to. <laughs> Royalty was good against Stanford. Not so hot after that. Like, um, it's a good lineup, though. <laughs> the problem is you, it, it translates to any sport. If you can't play defense in football, you can lose to anybody. If you can't pitch, that Charlotte loss is not an outlier from opening day. Like, you're, you're there's a threat at all times. Damn it, man! We were all just thinking that this was the this was gonna be a continuation of the fun times, going out on the deck, watching us club teams run away with the regular season, win another conference title, go on into the postseason, and see if we can gear up to beat Oklahoma and knock them off. And but alas, if you can't, I don't want any part of Oklahoma at this juncture. <laughs> no, oh God, no. score forty uh, runs. Patty Gasso just did four more baptisms, I think, and got four more studs. <laughs> um, the uh, it's it's going to be dicey. What was interesting was in the Saturday interview, um, they do the interviews to start the innings or between innings. You know, Lonnie said something that I was like, ooh, and she basically said, I'm, I'm proud of us. We haven't given up. We're, oh. we're still fighting. Oh, no. oh. Ooh. she could not wait to get out of Clearwater and get back to the drawing board. They, they've got to find some solutions stat. That's akin to the we're winners at life after a two and ten campaign. My young men are going to be winners in life. Well, usually when we come to Clearwater, we have a lot more success than this. <laughs> a lot more success. This is an elite tournament, and yeah. we're usually one of the elite of the elites. Yeah. We're one of the reasons it's an elite tournament, not hidden, the punching bag. Yeah. Hidden, hidden, yeah, the yeah, circle's yeah. a problem. we got to get yeah, better in the yeah. circle. We'll see what happens. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Orchard TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, Seminoles, we all know how important it is to score in the red zone, but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone? Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. They're making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy. The Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to knollretirement.com. Now, that's one word, knollretirement.com. 
The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. I know that. We don't care to talk about the travesty that was the NBA All-Star Game, and I won't spend a lot of time on it. Um, I will only say that over the years I have said about All-Star Games, and now we see what has happened to the NFL Pro Bowl and what does and doesn't work, and you know now it's a flag football game. Now we watch the NBA All-Star Game, which has not mattered in a long time, has kind of jumped the shark to where you got people scoring 211 points. It's just the silliest thing of all time. Uh, and you go through all the sports, and a lot of them have kind of gone a different route. You know, in hockey, the skills competition is awfully fun to watch. It's really kind of the only thing around most of these All-Star Games that are fun to watch anymore are the, the skills competition. I think the NBA is going to have to just do that and not play the game. That you, you, You've gotten to a place now where – clearly the level of care is at zero. And if it's at zero, then you and I aren't going to watch. Not many people do. I, and it, it also, I think, illustrates that uh, when, when you try to gear everything towards offense, 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 at some point you reach a place where the game no longer resembles what the normal version of the sport looks like. So, I have argued that the standard for all All All-Star games is Major League Baseball. Now, it's not even as good as it once was, but it holds up because it's the closest we have to the real version of the sport. All the rest, I mean, the NFL, I just said it, is playing flag football, literally. The rest of the games that when we reach the All-Star break, the the so-called games do not resemble the real version of the way the sports played. If baseball suddenly was 27, 24 in base, you would, I mean, what are we doing? You wouldn't do it, but it's just impossible. And I wish, I don't know. I, I wish there would, you can't make them do it. I get it. These are long seasons and you don't want one of your star players getting hurt in an all-star game. But man, I do miss the days where there was some fight. There was some care about which side won. I was going to D you up at the very least in the fourth quarter. We were going to see some semblance of competition, but there's no competition here. No, unfortunately, I think the only way out, if you're going to continue the game, is to have a boatload of money to the winners. Like a, it has to be Incentivized. A, a really, it has to be a really large amount, though. You know, I, I don't know um, what else you could do other than money. You know, it, it would have to be something that's maybe collectively bargained that there's this like fund that's put together in multiple sports. You could do it's not just basketball. You could do this in baseball, too, or hockey and say, like, to the winning team goes a share of X amount of dollars. Like, because then not only is the game itself going to look better, but the competition to become an all star is going to get ratcheted up too. like the campaigning for that. The, the players uh, campaigning for themselves vote for me, th- those types of things. You, you'll get a hell of a lot more engagement. I hate to say it because comp is is up and they make plenty of money as it is. But I, I think I think that's the only way to make it happen is it has to be a startling amount of money for it to matter to the players as well. But it also allows me to ask you the greatest question, because 
what is the higher total? Last night's NBA All-Star game between the two teams or the amount of Zaxby's that we have in Tallahassee? How many Zaxby's are there compared to the All-Star game point total? Well, the point total combined for 397. <laughs> it shattered the previous record of 374. Mm. Um, but I, I'm sad to report there are not 397 Zaxby's in Tallahassee, oh, Tom. They've been expanding so quickly. I was hoping they'd gotten to that number. And now it's 53. There are 53 Zaxby's in Tallahassee, and that really means that you can find one on virtually every street in this city. If you drive down said street long enough, you will run into a Zaxby's. And for that, it's, a, it's an oasis. It's, it's like you're just driving. Oh, there it is. There's the Zaxby's. I knew I'd run into it eventually. And it's yeah, a good thing. Has been, it has been known more than the seven hills. It's known as the land of 53 streets. So that's a good point. Yeah, they're on every street. Uh, you can buy shirts like that. I used to have one. Uh, so that's exciting. You get your, your Zaxby's. You enjoy the platters over the weekend, perhaps. Folks over at FSU going into Dick Houser with all the platters on a cold day, putting your, your hands on a warm finger, dipping into that Zach sauce. You're going, all right, here we go. <laughs> Phrasing. I do like how uh, Mario suggests in the 70s and early 80s you could have offered Coke and gotten a hell of a game. You could have, man. <laughs> Late 70s, early 80s, Coke was at yeah. its yeah apex there. It was, it was omnipresent. Every sport. Every sport you could have just done that. Yep, Guys, bags of Coke for all of you if you win. Now let's lace them up. No, one of the problems you have in the All-Star game, um, that it's it's pretty well done with now. I, I read something in the Wall Street Journal that I completely agreed with, um, which was that these All-Star games, in my youth, okay, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but if I look back on it, the All-Star games used to mean something in part because everybody didn't play everybody. So you had a chance to see players you would ordinarily never see. You wouldn't see stars from other teams when, uh, unless they passed through your city, right? You could play. Uh, the idea of great players playing together was kind of a novel idea. And then if you went to a game, you'd oh, my God, there's Rod Carew. He's in the American League. I never see Rod Carew play. And, and now I get to see him tonight here. They would all come together. And, they, and the players didn't – because we didn't have, in many cases – even scheduling so that everybody played everybody. And so then all of a sudden it was cool for the players too, because they're like, Oh, I get to play against so-and-so. And you know, you would take great pride and you'd want to show out. And this was true of all of the sports, uh, but it's not anymore. It's, re it's really not, not even for baseball. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the purpose of an all-star game is anymore other than to get guys money for making one, but you know that you can have the vote. You don't have to play the game because you could also Okay. Yeah, sorry. no, I'm just going to say they're not they're not trying, so I, I don't know why you would really even bother. You could also do something to the effect of, like, there are all-star designations that are normal, but then you know the, the young guns game? Like, it, it, most sports do something like this. Like, it, you know, in MLB, it's actually minor leaguers that play, and, and it's the yeah. showcase game. But if you constructed a team of young guns to play the all-stars, you might get competition there because you've got 19, 20, 21 year olds trying to make their name and they're talented too. Obviously they have to be to make that type of team, but then you're also challenging the, like the manhood 
of the old guard in these different mm, sports. Yeah. And so if you've got a young gun who's going to one-up an old guy, because that happens, that's a dynamic that happens in professional sports and locker rooms. When, when the stud that's called up gets to be in the show and the aging star doesn't want to give the torch, I mean, that's, that's a dynamic that coaches have to deal with. Maybe you play on that in the All-Star game, and pride gets in the way there a little bit more than it is right now. Remember, if you go back and we all watched uh, during the pandemic, um, you know, everybody was glued to Michael Jordan and ESPN, and we would watch uh, whatever the hell that thing was called, Last Dance. And um, remember the footage? Remember the scene of uh, Michael telling the East All-Stars that he was going to lock up Kobe? The kid. I think he called him the kid. At the time, he's like, I'm, I got the kid. I'm, I, I got the kid. Like, he, he was going to take great pride in the fact that Kobe wasn't just going to roll on in here and do whatever he wanted. That sure as hell ain't happening now. Nobody's like, I got the kid. It's like, okay, well, you move out of the way in this possession. I'll move out of the way of this possession. And, you know, Jalen Brown's quote, hopefully as years go on, the All-Star game will get back to being what the fans want to see. I guess guys are just trying to figure out how to play hard and be safe all at the same time. Yeah, no, there's no it, – it's not going back. It's not going to happen. Nobody's gonna, nobody's out here trying to get hurt in an all-star game. Right. Well, the other part of it is the owners don't want them to either. You know, this is, this is one of the issues with many sports and Olympic participation. Like the leagues themselves don't want their assets to be in an international tournament that doesn't derive any dollars for them. And it only puts the only thing that happens to me, if I'm an owner of a team, my players in the Olympics is I'm at risk, right? I'm my season ticket sales are on the line that you don't get rolled up on, or, you know, you don't tw twist an ankle or pop an Achilles. And that's the hard part. So it's not just the players who don't really care about it. The owners aren't exactly in love with it either. There's not much in it for them for stuff like this. The good news is you saw when the United States put their collective effort into a real event like the World Baseball Classic, what could happen, buddy? There you go. Everybody came together, recognized competition, fierce competition for what it was, and that thing kicked ass. Continues to grow. Can't wait for the next one. I'm sure you can't. Uh, I have to give due where it is just that – when you have a crescendo where it's Otani versus Trout. It's as good as it gets. It'll, I don't know that it can get better than that. That's phenomenal stuff. It was so much fun, though. It was, that was, I mean, every, I, I could tell you were coming around. You're like, I begrudgingly have to give Jeff kudos on this. Damn it, this is entertaining as all get out. And there were a lot of games in that World Baseball Classic that were kick-ass. There, there were. You're correct. <laughs> um, I don't know that the President's Cup is is. Uh, You'll a get there. Within, no, that's probably a bridge too far. But, You'll uh, get there. Wait till that next big President's Cup matchup. I'll break it out here. We'll talk about it. Hey, by the way, speaking of which, I love watching Matsuyama play golf, man. That is so cool. How about my boy dropping a 62? A 62 and telling the field, Suck it. You guys think you're playing for something up here? I'm going to drop a 62. Yeah, that's cute, Patrick Cantlay, that you can own Thursday and Friday, but Sunday is owned by Hideki. That's Woo. what's going on here. I, I didn't get to see it because the uh, the Outdoor Classic was a, a real game. That was maybe the best outdoor game in, in the NHL's 10-plus year history of doing this stuff. Yeah. Unbelievable comeback. Yeah, it was a comeback, and it was fun. But, I, yeah, I, I texted you. I was like, you got to lock into the, At one point, with four holes to play, we had six guys tied for the lead. So here you go. Way to go, Los Angeles. The Genesis Open was for real. I didn't win any money this week, and I got smoked. Sorry-ass Justin Thomas didn't even make the cut. Unreal. Uh, and then Aborg didn't do anything for me. 
Adam Scott was all right. Eh, nothing. Didn't didn't win any money. That's what happens. It's golf. Now the Florida swing, buddy. Here we go. We get to make some money in the Florida swing. It's time to this get it on. This is your territory. This is your territory. When they get on Bermuda, this is, you know, what you got a little extra something, a little sizzle when they're down at the Honda, when they're playing at Bay Hill. Mm-hmm. You usually run the table here. For whatever reason, and it's been because I've been to most of those events, I've not been to Bay Hill. I'm going this year. I'm, did I tell you that? I'm going to Bay Hill this year. So off we go. Really? Yep. Yep. Just had to wait for you to get out of town. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> what day are you going? <laughs> I'm probably going to go on Thursday and Friday at some point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> roll, oh, man. Roll on over <laughs> Bay Hill. <laughs> you going to Army Navy, too? <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you if I am. You'll, you'll fly in and meet me. No, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm teasing, of course. Uh, no, no. That one, brother, we'll go together. We didn't have a pact for Bay Hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, no, we we talked about the players a hell of a lot more than we talked about Bay Hill. Well, you should fly in for the players. We also talked about playing Sawgrass. I've played Sawgrass twice, but yeah. you have not. I can't. I don't wave a wand. I mean, I, it, the connections aren't what they once were. I'll reach out there and see if old JCS still holds some clout. At uh, TPC Sawgrass. This, get this is me coming to you for the Clemson guy who revoked our credentials. Yeah, and I call that dude. I need, I, yeah. I need that Cameron push. <laughs> good work out of you, brother. Talk to you later. That was fun. Good work out of you, director, as always. Be good, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your holiday. Peace.